everyone. Welcome back to Trading Problems for Promises. Tonight is something wonderful, something beautiful indeed. Tonight is speaking of the beautiful truths, the beautiful promises in which the Lord hath promised us. Not just today, but every day hereafter. Thinking back on Exodus and Moses, in correlation with these times, these current generation we find ourselves in, and this placement of the age. There's a lot of context clues and a lot of deep understanding, as well as deeper truths and nuggets we can dive into. And the Lord recently has been taking me, via His Spirit, into the Old Testament, further and further in. It's been a beautiful journey. But tonight, we are going to the timeless classic, the timeless truth of our brother in Christ, Moses, in the burning bush. For you see, in correlation to Moses in that bush, there is that of a child of God and Christ Jesus, being that of which there is the purification, sanctification processes, and growing in a relationship and although we as people and human beings are far from perfect or good or just or righteous for that matter, God still seeks to use us. God still loves us. Very much so. And He will search for us. He will seek us out throughout our lives, throughout our journeys here, to pull us closer to Himself. For He says, Jesus tells us that we did not choose him, but he chose us. So with that being said, there's a lot of beauty behind the mysteries of the gospel of Christ, as well as the beauties behind the whole entire history of Christ Jesus, of God the Most High, and his beloved people. Matter of fact, they're 100% identical, and that identity comes from the fingerprint of God himself. Christ Jesus, our King, our Savior, our Shepherd. So back to the topic at hand, this bush that burned, and this not-so-eloquent guy, we should say, Moses, that God said, you, yes, you down there, I'm going to use you for great things, for my glory, for my praise, for my honor, thus saith the Lord. So just know tonight, going forward into this podcast session, may we just know that no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you've done, that God is no favor, has no favorites, isn't a player of partiality, if we will, and that He is knocking on the door of your heart right now and declaring this declaration and promise, like He did to Moses, that He wants to use you where you are at that he wants to build you up and love you, that you may love him in return, because his salvation is sufficient, and that is grace. And today is the day that we can see that grace and take a leap of faith and say, okay, Lord, I'm a nobody. I'm going to lay it down, but I trust you. You're reaching out to my heart, and you're saying, I can do something? And he's also saying, no, but I'm going to do something in you, through you, and I'm going to show you that you are not worthless, but a priceless 
priceless, yeah, I'm going to say it again, priceless, beautiful masterpiece of God himself. We are the clay and we put ourselves in the hands of the glorious creator, the potter. Anyhow, this burning bush, I'm going to read some portions of scripture here and going forward. So we're going to go with chapter 3 of Exodus. We're going to start it off. Meanwhile, Moses was shepherding the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And just a disclosure for those who don't know, Horeb is also Mount Sinai that later on when the Israelites are delivered back to there to serve God and to worship God. That, that is the place where the commandments are given. So it's pretty beautiful truth there. And going forward in verse 2, uh, it's said and written, Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire within a bush. As Moses looked, he saw that the bush was on fire, but was not consumed. So Moses thought, I must go over and look at this remarkable sight. Why isn't the bush burning up? Verse 4, when the Lord saw that he had gone over to look, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, he answered. Do not come closer, he said. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he goes on to continue talking about how he is the God of the fathers of Moses, of Abraham, of Isaac, of Jacob. But we're going to touch on this burning bush, for it was the mesmerizing, glorious light of the fire that left Moses remarkably stunned in the sight, declaring, why isn't this bush burning up? But yet, it is burning, but it is still fully alive. Well, I'm going to spark interest to your conscience here, or to spark... Um, questioning, maybe, perhaps, or a deeper seeking or searching of the matter in prayer, in supplication, in seeking it from the Lord, the only one who has all the answers, as well as matching it up with the scriptures, taking it back on your own to the beautiful book of Exodus, chapter 3, and the whole thing, if you get led to doing so. For our God is a consuming fire, right? And this bush is burning with this fire as the angel of the Lord declares and speaks to Moses as he's drawing near to this bush. And as he's doing so, he's saying, well, why isn't this bush burning up, but yet it's on fire? Well, you see, the bush in which is ablaze is incorruptible, meaning it's at its pure state as when it was created. For a bush has no conscience. For a bush has no heart, you see. A bush lives, yes, God created the bush. But the bush has no sin, has no iniquity, transgression, however we like to label the dirty deeds of the hearts of man. So since it was pure in the sight of the Lord and also in the sight of Moses, although Moses couldn't see as we as human beings have trouble doing without the help of the Lord, we can only do it with the Lord, but it is this, the bush was incorruptible, uh, perfectly as God made it. It had no sin, no corruptibility, and there thus forth it was able to be consumed by the fire of God to be um, 
burning with such glory and glorious light, but the bush not be um, hurt in any way, uh, touched, harmed, singed in any way whatsoever. Well, God says that thus so forth is the glory of God, and his spirit was upon that bush. That's how he spoke to Moses through it. Well, so too is how it is with our hearts. When the Lord brings us forth and we repent, changing our mind and our hearts to God, as he purifies and sanctifies and changes us on the process, on the journey, we begin to see things in a new way, in a new light, with an open heart. To, to receive and to transmit what the Lord is giving us. So, as the Lord is invited into our hearts, we begin to be worked on. We begin to um, maybe not shine forth so brightly at first at all, but maybe gringe or, or be in a grunging battle underneath the, the burning fire of the Lord. But the more we push through and find through the mirror of God's Word, His spiritual sword, as with the Spirit in us, he begins to show us a mirror of how we're supposed to live and how we're not supposed to live. The direct correlations, the direct manuscript of what's wrong and what's right. By that, he continues to guide us and teach us, reprove us, edify us, lift us up for the glorious working of his word and of his spirit and of his truth, of his way in Christ. So, the more we give ourselves to Jesus, to our Most High God, the only God, and when we give ourselves over and repent and ask for forgiveness and be changed thereof, the work he does within us creates a pure heart. Let's repeat that. The work he does within us then creates a pure heart and a renewed mind. Thus, we are called to be the lights of the world, right? The salt of the world, the light. Well, the only way we can be the light is to be purified of heart. And we continue the sanctification process through the end road where we come to meet Christ in the end, right? When he comes back, or should we say the beginning, if we will, of eternity. Whether it be our end in this life or when he comes back and we uh, get to meet in that way. But right now his spirit is with us. Emmanuel is still present because God is with us always. Don't forget that, beloved child. So we got to allow God to do his work in our hearts. Because only He can. We cannot do any of it. And we have to lay down anything that's holding that back. Any form of pride. Any form of self-righteousness or thoughts of delusion. Thinking we can do something or work it out by the law, which is all of His Word. We cannot, but He can. And the only thing we need, and the only thing, and the only one who can do it is Christ Jesus Himself. So I encourage everyone, if you have not yet done so, invite Christ into your heart tonight by His Spirit and just know by faith that ye are saved, that He is going to do His work, that He is going to enter and work in you. And it's not an instantaneous, but He will begin to work on your heart. And those of us who already have Jesus in our lives, may we continue to pray, continue to put up the good fight, continue to stand firm so that we may finish this race approved and filled with the Spirit of God, the pure heart, burning with a fire like the bush, incorruptible, walking as the light, as the light shine and attract Moses, so too may God's light shine in the hearts that are pure that he's made within us to attract the people of this world and the lost sheep that they may see Jesus, that they may find new life, that they may be saved, that they may come to know the loving, 
graceful, merciful, compassionate God, who is also the all-powerful, almighty El Shaddai. So may we dig deeper into his word, into his instruction, into his holiness. But first upon, may I encourage, by the Spirit invested in me, may we all be encouraged to invite Christ into our hearts, into our lives, and to work forward at being redeemed, and not being redeemed, we cannot do nothing, pardon me, but work forward into letting God do his work into us, letting Jesus do his work in our hearts, that we may be reproved and show ourselves such by studying his word, praying more, loving him as he has loved us first, because only because he has loved us by grace through faith can we even think about loving God in Jesus Christ. And thus, our brethren, our sisters, and everyone for that matter. For we are saved by grace. May we receive it and accept it tonight and go forth and be a many into the body and be a many different burning bushes that someone might see amidst this wilderness. Yes, you, God says. Jesus says today that we could be the only burning bush that someone else might see. That's quite encouraging if you ask me, for I'm encouraged and inspired by it. May you be so as well. For Jesus loves us so that he not only frees us, saves us, by grace, redeems us, stamps us approved, but yet he wants to create us in a way and mold us in a way, by purification, to, to use us in such a way that he could say, you are going to be a burning bush among many others' lives that I'm going to draw onto thee. This is a promise. May we throw out the problems of this world, the problems in our minds, the problems in our hearts. And may we declare this promise tonight, this promise of the burning bush, this promise of God's all-consuming fire, this promise of God's love in our hearts. And may we run with this promise and finish the race as a torch in our hearts of God's spirit, of God's light, of God's way in Christ Jesus. Can I get a hallelujah wherever ye are listening to this? For Jesus loves us. And he wants you to be a burning bush today, this time at trading problems for promises. We are promised that God loves us and that he wants to use us. No matter where we are, no matter where we've been, he is with us right now. Hallelujah. Till next time, take care. Peace be to all.